Hello, everybody. It's me, Roscoe, and welcome back to the Kings of Anglia Track the Girls Talk podcast, which is proudly sponsored by John Fallas Solicitors. Big up, Mark Kendi, as ever, for their continued support. And um, yeah, it's been a while, ladies and gentlemen. I'll have to admit, I took the blue departing the podcast very badly. So I've been in hiding, um, crying in a corner. But we're back, and I'm joined by two fine gentlemen to. Um, to talk, look back at 2023 as a whole for the Trap Girls. It's been a, a fantastic year. We've also got a big quiz. I'm joined by K-Dog, Kieran Stanley, the man of many talents, Atrius <laughs> Town Women's Team, PA, does the tweets, does interviews, does all the other bits and bobs you may not know about. Big up to K-Dog. And obviously we're joined by the main man himself, Atrius Town Women's Manager, Joe Sheehan. Boys, it's a pleasure to have you on. Start with you, Joe. Happy New Year, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Happy New Year to you, Joe. How's things? Happy New Year to you as well. Um, strange not seeing blue on 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 the screen, but um, great to see you both. And um, yeah, keeping well. Had a nice break over the, uh, the winter period, and um, yeah, back in now and, and looking forward to hopefully starting twenty twenty four really strong. Yeah, indeed. Bring on twenty twenty four. And K Dog, always a pleasure, my friend. You're going to be the quiz master, testing mm. me and Joe's memory of twenty twenty three. How's things with you? Yeah, all good, all good. Um, nice to have a Christmas break, although unfortunately got a little bit ill over Christmas, picked up a, a few sniffles, but was still well enough to deliver the Christmas dinner for the family. Um, Joe had put me under a bit of pressure, actually, because um, I told the team that I was a master at cooking Christmas dinner, so I had to make sure that it was up to standard this year and provide photographic evidence, which it got approval, so... I was quite happy with that, considering I was struggling with illness over Christmas. But yeah, other than that, the usual stuff. To be honest, um, it's been it's been all good. Just glad to be back now. Definitely, uh, I'm bringing it up. Obviously, there was no gravy. Oh, this. Do you know what? This has been going around the training ground the last few days as well. We've had so many people involved in this. Um, yes, we know it's the elephant in the room. We know they have gravy on a roast dinner. It's just not that deep. Um, it, lots of people have been brought into this conversation, haven't they, Joe? Embarrassing. <laughs> it is. It's kind It's just so dry. It's just it, for me. It's dry. You got. You got to have gravy. That's the final to finish the the roast dinner. Boom. Smother the cranberry sauce on it. It's perfectly acceptable. You have it on the side, though. Yeah. Anyway, we won't get into it, boys, because we'll be we'll just be here all night. You know. And I, I wish. Be... I wish it was an allergy. Yeah. The fact that it's a choice just makes it so so wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, listeners, I, I know you're you're not happy, um, but K Dog is here to do the big quiz, so he's got to stick around for that. Um, but yeah, yeah, interesting. Is there any players who are on your team, K Dog, for no gravy on roasters? Um, I think to be fair, when we had our team Christmas dinner at the training ground, I didn't see Summer Hughes put gravy on her Christmas dinner, so there may be one. Um, Logic. Yeah. Yes. Other than that, I'm not sure. I did see there was a big debate on Talksport about it because Jeff Stelling came out and said that he doesn't as well. So I'm quite pleased that someone else, you know, in the public eye is trailblazing this this anti gravy campaign. Um, but yeah, um, I, I don't know if there's many around the training ground. There is not more than five people in East Anglia. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. We'll start a story, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know if you um, if you don't have gravy on roast dinner. If you if you if you don't, then keep, continue listening to the podcast. But 
look, yeah, you know, just look at yourself. That's just, that's just, you've got, it's got to be, you've got to be, you've got to be. Um, but yeah, there we go then. Oh, sorry, K-Dog, we had to bring it up because it is just, it's poor, it's poor for you. You're by now, to be honest. Yeah, you are, you are. Um, but you are the man to deliver one head of a quiz. Last year, we did a quiz in the hotel at Cheltenham Town before that game. Um, obviously, it was me versus Blue. I won. Um, so happy days. But this time around, I do have a fierce competitor in Joe Sheehan, who uh, knows his stuff, obviously, because he's a town women's manager. So take K-Dog, I'll give you the Quizmaster's um, hat to uh, give us. It's almost like I have a paper hat left over from Christmas that I could just put on. Oh, yeah. um, but no, thank you very much. Um, yeah, so this will be the same format as last year. So there are 12 questions. One, they kind of go in chronological order from, from January through to December. So one for each month. And then there is a tiebreaker should we require it at the end. But let's be honest, we'll probably end up doing it anyway. Um, so um, I'll have to find a way to keep score. I don't have any paper with me. Um, I, can, I, just... can I can do it. I can do it. Okay, perfect. Top man, thank you very much. Um, so we're going to start off with January with a nice, simple question. Who scored our first goal of 2023? Are we allowed to know the, the game? Yes. The game was London Bees away. Ooh. Oh. Do we write them down or just shout out? We'll shout out when we when we know. I think you could the first question you can say Joe first, and then I'll do the second question. I'll go first. So it sort of gives us was that the first goal? Oh. So we went one nil down, didn't we? We went one nil down in that game, did we? Tension. All right, I think I've got an answer. It's probably right. wrong, but I'm going to go for it. But I'll, I'll let Joe go for it. I've got mine in there. Um, I'm not I don't sure wonder. if I've got the first one right, but I'm going to go, because that's the only goal I can remember from that game, uh, Peskett's nose. Yeah, <laughs> that is what I was thinking now, straight away, because he yeah, hit a face. That was the first goal. After returning, weren't it? And we're like, oh, we were hoping for like an absolute screamer, but it just basically hit her in the nose. But was that the first goal? I'm thinking the same, K Dog. I, I, I just can't think of anybody else. Maybe so you're both going Sophie Peskett. Or do I change it? Full quick. Oh, we have no, 12 questions to get through. I know, I know, actually. I think it was Anna Gray. So you're both wrong. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sophie Peskett did score in that game, but she scored the winner. Uh, the equaliser was actually Tash. Oh, it was for a left wing cross and a tap in inside the six yard box. I thought that was a second goal. Nah, oh. Peskett's was the winner. Okay, um, the second question is about February. Obviously, which player scored in back to back fixtures against Watford and Bridgewater? Oh, bloody hell. I've got an answer. Oh, I don't. I don't. Who scored? I'm just going to... I'm just going to say... I think it's Anna Gray. Lucy O'Brien. Oh, bollocks. Joe gets the point. It was uh, Lucy O'Brien. Bollocks. <laughs> All you had to think of was the, was the goal at Watford. Oh yeah, obviously. Oh yeah, I'm just—I still remember the bloody 
at the ending of that game. Sorry to get, bring it up, guys. Yeah, Sorry to bring up Joe. The ending yeah, of that game. I just, I just okay, on to March then. And who were the only team to score against us in the month of March? Crawley Wasps. <laughs> I can't say that, can I? Because I hadn't got an answer. Are you not answering then? Plymouth. <laughs> it's Crawley Wasps. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't know what. I didn't want to. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't have an answer in my head. So, Is it yeah. Penalty for handball against Megan, I believe. Okay. Um, okay. Question number four in April Who scored her first goal for the club against Cheltenham? Oh. oh, bloody hell. I'm so... My memory is dreadful. My memory is... I do, I do a podcast on this. We would have covered this game. Against Cheltenham, did you say? It was against Cheltenham, yeah. Oh, no. 8-0 win in April. Was it... No, nah, didn't she score before that, surely? I'm going to go... I'll go first because obviously Joe probably knows this. Was it Boz? Probably wasn't. Probably wasn't. Can I actually score? I'm going to go Summer Hughes. You are both incorrect. Boz had scored before that, Ross. Summer had scored then. The answer is Holly Turner. Oh. Sorry, Holly. Sorry. Is that the only goal so far for Holly? It is. Yeah, okay. All right, so it's 2 0 to Joe still. Okay, question five in May. Obviously, played Oxford on the final day of the season. So, this question is the closest to the number. What was the attendance for that final day showdown against Oxford? I wasn't there, so I have no idea. Uh, it gives you a bit of a disadvantage, I guess, for us. If you, yeah, if you weren't there. Where... Although, I think it was a decent crowd, if I remember. 582. Do I go 583? <laughs> 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 you know what? Though that like a backfire could be less than that. Do you know what? I, I like I like five five five. So all the fives. Well, you you're both wrong, uh, but Joe gets the point because it was eight hundred and forty-four. Whoa! Big <laughs> up the, the yeah. blue army. Fair play, yeah, ladies. I remember it being a very good crowd, actually, and a very good day. Just a shame that you know Billericay couldn't do us a favour and help us win the league. Um, on to June. Now, this, this is quite difficult because not a lot really happens in June. Um, the only thing that did happen was some player departures. Um, so, obviously, we lost Anna and Laff. Um, how many appearances did those two have combined for the club? Ooh. So, Once again, I'm closest really... to the number. But if I if I get a bang on, I get two points. Joe can get two points as well. But that's Fine. Not, yeah, if you're going to get the number bang on, combined appearances for the two of them. Oh, it's definitely over a hundred. No, actually, maybe not. Well, yeah, no, it definitely is because they both made fifty appearances, over fifty appearances. And it was incredibly difficult to find a question for June that didn't relate to this because nothing else happened. That's oh, a good, yeah, good question, though. Oh, definitely, definitely got to be like that. All right, I think I've got an answer. And I'm going to go a hundred and no, hundred and eleven. All the ones. 
It's the exact number I had in my head. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> I will go. One hundred and twelve. <sighs> well, um, Joe gets the point just for being ah. sneaky, but once again, you're way short. It was one hundred and fifty-five. Whoa! Fair play. Yeah, they fair. both must have got. Have you got the the two to new numbers with you? I believe it was seventy-three and eighty-two. I think. Oh wow! Deary me, weren't even close. Like four nil to Joe. Carry on. <laughs> Okay, on to July. And the first arrival of the summer was Maisie Barker. Um, who did she make her WSL debut against? And that was obviously for West Ham. Manchester City. I also had Man City in my head, to be fair. I knew it was definitely a Manchester club, but I was between Maynard and Man City. So just to get a point, I'm going to go Man City as well. Yeah, well done, Man City. That was her WSL debut for West Ham. On to August. Uh, you should get this one. Um, which player scored her first two goals for the club against Billericay in August? Tommy Hughes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Maybe Joe didn't know that. I don't know if Joe would know that. I'm just going to be quiet for a second. Can you repeat the question, please? Which player scored her first two goals for the club against Billericay in August? Yeah, I think it was. Damn it. Damn it. You're correct. It was Summer Hughes. Damn it. Okay. Who else were you thinking of, Joe? Sorry, sorry, Kieran, to interrupt. Who else were you thinking? Are you thinking any other goal scorers that day? I'll just go through the team. Uh, I know Pest came on and scored twice. We won 4 2. Yeah. And obviously, she scored. So, yeah, it was, I knew Summer scored in that game. Okay. Um, September. And um, a dramatic late winner at MK Dons um, from Tash. But which minute was that goal in? Oh, I think I know this, actually. 89. Oh. I want to go 87. Joe's correct. It was 89. <laughs> 89th minute volley. They give us the okay. three points at Stadium MK. On to October. And a 6-1 victory over Chatham. Who scored the sixth and final goal for us that day? Just to let anyone know, the scores are 7-2 currently. Um, so they want me to come back here for a meet. But uh, can I get another point here? Oh, who would have scored in that game? What was the score, sorry? The score was 6-1. And we're looking for the score out of our sixth goal that day. Ah, oh, bloody hell. Who would have scored? I'm trying to think of pitches now. I'm trying to think. Because Lena scored an absolute worldie, didn't she? Um, who else would it? Do we score from a set piece? I ain't got a Scooby-Doo. I'm going to go... Never in doubt. So Pesca. Come on. Come on, Pesca. Nia Evans. Oh. Joe gets the point again. It was Nia Evans. Oh, she scored a cracker as well, didn't she? 
He did indeed. I am having a mare, ladies and gentlemen. I am having a mare. Question um, number 11. How many goals did we score in the month of November? How many games? Um, let me just clarify that. I'm not actually sure. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just doing that. Give me <laughs> some sort of help. I'm normally the man who does the quiz, the quizzes, so I'm, I'm very much been... I just went through the games. Obviously, for, for the record, I've had this quiz written for about three weeks now, so I just went through the games at the time and and, and did it. Let's have a look at November. Uh, where are we? We would have scored loads, shouldn't we, because of the cup games. Uh, we only played three matches. So we would have played the two cup games and then league game. Oh, I'm so bad. I do go to a lot of games. This is on take on. This is my this is my excuse. I do go to a lot of men's, women's under twenty one games. So this is my this is my excuse. And the fact we're recording this at twenty five to eleven at night. That as well. That as well, John. <laughs> that as well. Thanks, thanks to the boys for for doing this. I'm uh, concerned if anyone's listening late at night as we are recording this that we might have sent them to sleep by now. Yeah. Now that they're getting involved, they're getting involved in quiz. They're shouting out their answers. Went. How don't you know this, Ross? You should know this. Sixteen. That sounds like a good number. You know. That sounds like the right number. Uh, but I'm just gonna go fifteen. Come on. Joe's bang on sixteen. Yeah, I just I just didn't want to do. It. I didn't know. I'd have a clue, so I just went. I'm not going to copy. So eight, 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 six, and two. That's that's the breakdown. If you wanted to know that. Cool. Uh, and finally, December. Obviously, a fantastic victory over Lewis to conclude the calendar year. Um, a big, big cup set for us and a, a well-deserved win. Uh, and of course, a first goal for the club for Kyra in sensational style. But how many games has she played prior to that without scoring? So she made a 50th appearance. Oh, that game. Oh, I think it's that one. Okay. I want to go. No, maybe I don't. Because when did she make a 50th appearance? Is that at? No. Oh, I don't know. I want to say this number, but I think it's wrong. 55. Joe? Fifty-seven. Well, Joe gets the point for being the closest. The correct answer was 60. Oh. So she had gone 60 games prior without a goal. 60 games, And then scored arguably the goal of the season. Yeah. I think that is definitely going to be up there come the end of season um, awards night. Um, Okay, so Joe has wiped the floor with you, Um, Roscoe. um, We're going to have a crack at the tiebreaker question. Um, just for a bit of fun. Um, so it was, what was our goal difference in all competitions at home this year? Ooh. So it's just in home fixtures, all comps, and the goal difference. Wow. 
Now, is Joe going to gamble? Is he going to gamble? Is he going to let me? If I get it bang on, don't, don't think. I don't think, <laughs> think when you've won that comprehensively, there's nothing to gamble. Yeah, true. Well, I don't know. This is this is a tricky one to, to, to get. Who's fast? I I have no idea to be honest. We'll let you go first, Roscoe, as you were thoroughly beaten. I can't. Um, I didn't concede that many goals, did we at home? I'm just going to say a round number. It's probably wrong, but let's say. So it's all it's all year, yeah, all year. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we scored. A, we did score a lot of goals, didn't we? I'm going to go forty-five plus. Okay, forty-eight. Joe's got it bang on. It was plus oh, forty-eight. Bloody hell, Joe! Fifty-two goals scored, four conceded. A totaling plus forty-eight goal difference in thirteen matches. Uh, I'm well, out, I'm just going to point out. He is Itchy Town Women's Manager, um, but fair play, Joe. Fair play. Good game. Good game. <laughs> wow, that was, um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I think I lost. What do I win? I don't, Kieran's the quiz master, so Kieran, take it I, away. I haven't prepared anything. I roasted it with no gravy. I left a couple of Subway cookies on your desk at the training ground so you can have them. I think that's a, a worthy prize for absolutely wiping the floor with me. Uh, f- for now on, I'm just going to do the quizzes, I think, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, I'm dreadful at being the, one of the competitors um, and my memory is dreadful. I'll have to make some more notes going forward for 2024. Um, and that is my, my plan. So, um, K-Dog, thanks for that great quiz. Uh, let us know, everybody, how you got on. I'm sure did very much better than me because I was I was dreadful. Um, but well done, Joe. Good memory and all that jazz. Um, but shall we look back then? Kieran, you, you mentioned so many great games from from this year. Um, obviously, we know some of the big stand you know standout moments. You know the final day win, but losing on goal difference. Some cracking goals this year. Um, Joe, what sort of stands out for you? What's your sort of favourite moment of of the year for twenty twenty three? Um, probably the home win against Oxford, uh, sorry, Watford. Um, yeah, probably labelled by most as a must-win game. Um, obviously disappointed a few weeks earlier to concede really late on, but the response from that was, was really positive and I'm sure many would have thought that that last-minute goal would have seen us, um, seen us off so the response from that was was really good um and yeah i think to, to beat watford at home in a, in a really big game big crowd i think was was probably a standout result um obviously to continue winning games and take it to the wire and beat oxford as well is is equally as impressive so those, those two stand out from you know the back end of last season um and then, and then probably yeah the, the win against lewis was Rounded off the season really well. So round off the year really well. Um, the, the numbers probably tell us it, it wasn't our prettiest performance, and we didn't put together a whole lot of great work with the ball. But um, yeah, I think it it was a really solid solid performance in a game that you know we seem to play so freely, and um, yeah, it was really clinical, 
um, punished Lewis when they gave us opportunities to score and um, see the game off really well. So I think probably those three games, I think, stand out to me as um, the occasion at home as well. Um, I think if we can get more games like that, big games that, that we, we find ourselves in that we manage to win, then I think we'll be in a good place in, in 2024. Yeah, indeed. I, I want to talk about Lewis a bit more in a bit, boys, because um, we haven't had a podcast since that game. And that was, you know, as you mentioned, Kieran, that was an absolute cup set and we, we played so well. And of course, Cora scoring our first goal for the club with an absolute cracker. But um, I think the big standout for me was that that winning run at the end of last season, you know, from from the defeat at Portsmouth and then, you know, of course, getting knocked out against Lewis in the Cup, which was, you know, a very good performance against them, you know, last last year's FA Cup. But that run, K-Dog, we went on was unbelievable. What's your sort of standout moments from 2023? Yeah, the run was incredibly impressive. Um, the show of character and just the utter determination to to take it to the wire was, was, was incredible. Um, you know, I think it would have been so easy for the team to have been so disheartened after throwing the, the Watford game away from home so late on. Um, but then to pick ourselves up uh, with a long away trip the following week at Bridgewater, which is not an easy place to go, not because they're a good side, but because it's one of the most tricky venues that we've played at in the last few years because the pitch is appalling and, um, you know, it's it just suits Route 1 football. Um, so to navigate difficult games like that and the midweek fixture of Billericay, which was was also tricky, and, and all the other games that get thrown at you in that run, knowing that you cannot afford to drop any more points and for the players to rattle off that run of results and get a maximum of 30 points from those games was just incredible. But, you know, and beating Watford at home comfortably, even though it was only 1-0, it was a comfortable victory for us. You know, on the final day of the season, we looked like we wanted it more than Oxford and they were in a better position than us. You know, they it was all in their hands coming into the final day, and and it didn't look as if they wanted it more than we did. Um, so I think yeah, that that was that was a great way to to finish the campaign. And I remember Joe saying that, you know, we put ourselves in a position where we had to win every single game, and we did, and we couldn't have done any more than that. And yes, we missed out on goal difference, and it was eleven goals or whatever, but we won ten out of ten to finish the season. So. When you look back at it, the season was already done prior to those 10 games. We couldn't do any more than win those final 10 games. And I think that was a, a, a easier for us to deal with when that happened because we looked at ourselves and that, well, we rattled off 10 in a row at the end and it just wasn't enough in the end. Um, but we, we've come into this season, um, you know, we've, we're doing it, we've done okay. Um, and I think... Yes, there's been a couple of frustrations where, you know, there's been a couple of results where we felt they should have gone differently um, based on the performance on the day. Uh, but we're still in a, a decent enough position with a lot of football to be played. And we're now coming off the back of a, a really, really good victory against the championship side. Um, and if we play like we did against Lewis, then we can beat anyone in the division and we can go and rattle off another 10, 15 wins in a row. Yeah. And uh, Joe, let's segue on to, to this season then, my friend. It's been a... You know, it's been up and down, but it's, some, it's been some good moments. You know, a lot of goals have been scored. I'm sure you've been enjoying that. I'm sure that the, the town fans at the AJ Arena have been seeing a lot of goals, even away from home, have been scoring. How, how do you reflect on that first half of the season? Um, you know, some disappointing defeats in there, but overall, it's not been too bad. No, I think, you know, we had a, a turnover of players, which is quite unusual for us. Um, and, you know, we've we've had... We've had pre-seasons where we've not even thought about recruiting any players. 
um, let alone seeing any move on. So it's 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 changed a little bit, and you know we're much more active now in, in thinking who can come in and who can come up um, from our from our younger group um, to contribute. Um, so yeah, it's it's a big change, but you know the the reputation and the expectation that, that we have. Um, is greater than it's ever been from from certainly everybody in our division and, and outside of our club, um, and everybody else is getting better as well. So it's not becoming any easier to perform week in week out and win games and you know uh, be being around the top two or three of teams in this division. So it's not easy. Um, we all know that margin error margin for error is so small, um, and. And yeah, we've we've just got to keep learning from the experiences of the previous two seasons of, of the games that we've had this season. Keep trying to improve the team. Um, keep trying to improve the individuals within it, um, and, and keep trying to win as many games as we can and, and see where it leaves us. So, yeah, it's not an easy division to get out of, as we all know. Um, but you know, we will, we will keep working really hard throughout the week. Um, to put ourselves in a position where we can yeah, try and win as many games as we can and, and see where it leaves us. And of course, this year, boys, finally, if we win the title, you go up. You don't have to worry about the stupid playoff situation. So uh, obviously that's going to be you know, a big challenge ahead for the second half of this season. But I know you, the team and, and yourself, Joe, are going to go for it and obviously um, work as hard as you can. Uh, and then, Kado, let's talk about some of the players because some players have stepped up this year, haven't they? You know, Tash scoring the goals for fun. Pescott getting a lot of assists. Of course, Lena has been a fantastic signing. Ruby Doe as well. Maisie Barker. Um, we can name every player, really, can't we? Because I think everyone's took their took their part this season so far. Um, but everyone's sort of getting assists, getting goals, and it's good to see. Yeah, it's been enjoyable to watch. Um, certainly, I've had a lot of games where we've scored a lot of goals and a lot of good quality goals. And it's nice to see those players playing with so much freedom and enjoyment. Um Especially like, you know, you look at, at Pesk from last season, her first sort of half season back from injury. And she would admit, you know, it took her a little while to get going again after that injury. And she has been phenomenal this year. But we, we're not surprised by that because that's the level of player that she is. Um, obviously, really pleased for Tash that she's she's put that kind of um, disappointing finish to last season behind her and, and gone on an absolute rampage in the first half of the season. Um you mentioned the new signings, Ross. You know, that recruitment, is, as Joe said, has not been easy. Um, but the players we have brought in have all made a real big impact, um, which has been really important. Um, and, and all of them are, are, have added something to the team. Um, plus the young players coming through, your likes of, of, of Leah and, and Evie, um, even like um, Abby Smith and Erin and coming up, have come in and, and done a job whenever they've been called upon. Um, so everyone's really dug in together and I think the togetherness this year is, is definitely the best that I've ever seen it um, in my six and a half years at the club. Um, everyone just, it's just all in it together. There's, there's no, there's no like downside to anything. Like everyone's so together. Everyone just enjoys being around each other, coming into training, enjoying the, the environment um, and then transitioning that into a Sunday. It's it's just so good to see the, the group so together, and that has contributed massively to to results. And I think that had a direct effect on the Lewis game as well. I think you know you could see how much the players played for each other um, and how much they wanted that, and and that was huge. Um, so um, yeah, the players have been been great this year. 
Um, but that togetherness is probably the biggest factor for me. They've always had the ability uh, and they've always been been coached incredibly well by Joe. But now that that added togetherness and the unity as a group and, and the want to succeed has really started to settle in now. And, and that's why you're starting to see these results come off. Yeah, definitely. And Joe, I want to let's let's talk about the Lewis game then. Um, as we haven't been able to, to talk about it, obviously you've you've done interviews with K Dog and stuff like that. And you know it was a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, we've had Christmas and New Year and all that. But um, you know what a win is it up there as one of your your sort of favourite wins as, as a town boss? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I know, you know we played Lewis in in, in the, the competition last season and. Um, I actually felt in in preparation for them that they were better than they were. Um, I know they've got a little bit of a a change in personnel, but I think their system and their structure and, you know, their identity is much clearer than it was previously. Um, I think last year they played like a a back five and um, like a, a one in front and then sort of two lots of two which made them really narrow really compact and a really solid back five and um they've changed that a little bit they're a bit more ball possessive and um you know they've, they've whilst they're not you know where they want to be in, in the championship they've, they've competed really well picked up some really big wins um and on all the games that we watched of them have you know played some really good stuff you know we watched a game at crystal palace where they played really well and crystal palace are high flying they uh a really tight game against Charlton. Um, they beat London City in the league just before we played them. So, yeah, I actually thought we were preparing for a better Lewis than we had previously. Um, but, yeah, I think the game itself wasn't, as I said, was, as I said earlier, wasn't the prettiest. Um, I think the way Lewis set up and really aggressive high up the pitch and sort of left themselves matched up um, their back four against our front four um, meant that you know we 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 looked at that and thought actually we, we fancy our front four here to to completely dominate their, their duel against their back four so um, we, we probably got the ball forward a lot quicker than we had previously in any of our uh, games prior um, and yeah just just thought that you know, certainly with Poppy's distribution, you know, she, she strikes a really good dead ball. Um, Tasha's sort of ability to pin defenders and, you know, the pace of Lennar and Pesk and the tenacity of Ruby, we felt that, you know, we could do so much damage. Um, and the game panned out exactly like that. You know, we, we had less passes than we had in any game prior this season, um, less success rate with the ball. Um, but you know we, we showed a little bit of a different side to us um, and one that you know got got the job done on a day. And we're back. A little pause there. Uh, but Joe, I want to continue on the Lewis game, and I want to take you back to that moment when Kyra hits that ball, goes into the net, scenes as they say, and um, of course she goes and celebrates through the bench. Chaos is going on. I'll take you back there, my friend. What what was happening? Yeah, exactly that. Chaos. Um, great strike, great goal. Um, yeah, great moment, I think, because, you know, it was kind of a balanced game. Um, I think we grew into it and grew, grew with confidence. And, um, yeah, great strike. And, you know, I think we all know that Kyra's 
not managed to score. It's, it's 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 pretty much widely spread that she's not someone that you know attempts those that often. Um, she offers so much more than that. Um, but yeah, really pleased that you know that's popped out to her on the edge of the box, and, and she's had the, the confidence to to have a good strike at it, and um, it's found a roof of the net, and yeah, just great scenes, you know, great celebration from the players. Dugout was, you know, jubilant, um, and yeah, it set the tone for the game. Really, I think that that gave us a lot of belief, a lot of confidence that that we carried through to the remainder of the, uh, the half. Yeah, and, and Kieran, we've, we've followed Cora's journey, haven't we, from, you know, academy football and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, that's been sort of a running joke, especially on this podcast. You know, I feel bad because I know Cora, she's a great player, obviously. She offers more, as you said, Joe, but it's always been that running joke. Like, when will she score? Because I hear she does those sort of strikes in training and then she picks up and, and what a goal it is, Kieran. Take you back to that, mate. And of course, you're on the PA, having to, <laughs> to announce it as well. I'm sure you're going, she finally did it. Yeah, um, I pretty much lost my voice at that point. Um, obviously, there was a small matter of an East Anglian derby the day before, so it started started to go by then. But I always knew that if 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 Kyra scored a goal like that in a home game, or we scored a goal like that in in a game of the magnitude of the one against Lewis, then it, you've got to give it some some welly. So when she's, I mean, I had a great view of it. I was so close to it, and I can't believe she wound up to strike it in the first place. But it was one of them where as soon as it left her boot, I was like, oh, my word. And then it flew in, almost screamed down the mic, the the goal announcement, completely lost my voice. Um, but it is, it's an incredible hit, just the, the cushion down and then bang and, and the dip over the goalkeeper. Regan's pitch side video of that, it just is so good. Like you can see how the ball travels. It's just unbelievable. The keeper's got absolutely no chance. And I'm I'm so pleased for Kyra that she's managed to get get a goal, but but one like that in a game like that, and she is quite possibly the biggest unsung hero in our team. She just does all the dirty work, you know. She she gives 150 percent for the team every single week. She's a good leader. She's a good person to have around the club. Good behind the scenes at the training ground, um, you know, is well respected and well liked, and she deserved that moment. And I'm so glad that she's she's had that moment now um, because she's, she's such a vital part of our team. And um, to score a goal like that in a game of that magnitude, just what a way to sign off the year. Um, and then, then obviously we went and went and put a few more past them. You know, Lena, Lena had the one um, at the end of the first half, which was, you know, good press from Pesk and, and set her up. But, you know, Lena a bit, would have been frustrated. She hadn't buried a couple earlier than that as well. And then we kick off in the second half and and then Ruby goes and sticks one in the top corner as well. And we're thinking, what is going on here? But it was thoroughly deserved. That was the, the best thing about it. And um, yeah, I love that. It was literally the perfect way to sign off the year and proof of just how good we can be on our day. Um, and I'm sure that Joe would love to see that more consistently from the team because the team's capable of doing some incredible things. And and that game was, was just a carbon copy or just absolute proof of, what we can do when we switch it on because we we can be magical at times. 
yeah, the atmosphere was fantastic as well. You know, the you know Blue Army came out in force. It was great, great to see so many different um, you know fans in, in the attendance. It was, it was fantastic. And, and Joe, I want to quickly um, talk about Leonard and Ruby. You know, the goal scorers, uh, the other goal scorers in the game, of course, Cora's goal was fantastic. Ruby's goal was not too bad either. Um, but how impressed have you been for the two low knees? They're both um, obviously you, you know how good they were when you scouted them. Obviously, they're both at Arsenal and Tottenham. But yeah, how how impressed have you been of both of them? You know, both of them scoring goals and getting assists. Yeah, really impressed, actually. I mean, they, they, they fit into our system absolutely perfectly. Um, I think they, they can they can both play in various positions as well. I think we've we've seen Lennon now play in a couple of positions, but you know, originally came to us sort of as, as a centre-forward. So she's, she's not really featured in that position yet, um, probably due to the form of Tash um, and the lack of... Um, maybe players like Lena that, that can play in her position, which means we can't, we haven't been able to be that flexible. Um, and likewise for Ruby, she's she's played probably higher up the pitch than she does for Arsenal. Um, but again, the, the form of Kyra has, has also meant that you know, Ruby's been better suited to playing a little bit higher up the pitch. And, and similar as well, we've, we've been so short at times of numbers that, you know, players have, been quite stretched and we've had to sort of play the players in, in those isolated positions and we've not given them much chance to play in other areas. So Lewis is probably the first game where we, we kind of did sort of shuffle things a little bit. Um, but yeah, they're, they're great people, um, both at different stages of their of their journeys. Obviously, Lena is a, is a full-time pro at Tottenham where Ruby's still transitioning from academy football to, to sort of senior football. Um, but both offer so much, both great people, um, fit, in, fit into our environment absolutely perfectly and, um, yeah, are offering a lot for us at the moment and, and will be really important for us um, to the back end of the season. Definitely. And I'm going to put you both on a spot shortly, um, but I'm going to let you have a little think about it. I want you to bring up um, one word to um, sort of describe 2023, but I'm going to let you have a think while we sort of wrap up the podcast. Have a little think, boys. And let us know as well, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know your one word to describe 2023. I know it's just one word, but that's my, my favourite thing I do on different podcasts I do. Uh, but K-Dog, sort of, you know, round off the, the win against Lewis, you know, it was just probably up there for, for, the, for the football clubs, you know, one of the biggest wins. You know, I know they're struggling in the moment, Lewis, in the championship, but still it's a, a third-tier team beating a, a second-tier team and, you know, winning as well. Yeah, um, obviously, you know, it, it hasn't happened that often in terms of the, the whole landscape of the women's game. And I think Joe had said that Southampton knocked Bristol City out in a previous year, who were the first team to, to knock out a top two tier side. But I believe we're the first team to do it in 90 minutes, which would be, you know, a nice little thing for us to have. I mean, beating higher league opposition um in the FA Cup is, is no stranger to us. We've done it plenty of times in the last few years. But to finally take the first scalp of uh, a top two tier side in the FA Cup is something what we've been really wanting to do for so long. Should have done it last season against Lewis, um, but fell short uh, with a deflected goal. But this time around, absolutely comprehensive victory and, and so good to, to get that. And you can see how much it meant to the team and to the supporters. I mean, Ross, you mentioned the atmosphere. It was absolutely rocking at the AGL as it has been all season. The supporters club are doing a fantastic job with that. Um, but also like, you know, to get the clean sheet as well, massive for, for the defence, particularly for, you know, for players like 
Evie at 17 years old, you know, to step in and play centre half alongside Boz. Um, had a magnificent game. Um, Maisie Barker had a really difficult task playing against Rihanna Blades, who's probably one of the most highly rated youngsters in this country on loan from Chelsea, and absolutely pocketed her for the vast majority of the game. So like uh, that was that was great. But also I think what was really, really nice was seeing EK lead the celebrations. Now, EK has had a really difficult year, um, very difficult season this year with her injury. Has obviously hasn't played since last season. Has had you know a lot of challenges in her life, but to see her lead the celebrations at the end um, in front of the fans, in front of her parents that were stood there, that was that was amazing. Like it, it's been a long time since we've had the the EK fist pump come out at, at Felix Doe, and it just felt like the perfect occasion for it to happen. And um, I'm pleased that she managed to have that moment because she's such an important member of the team and uh, we're looking forward to having her back. But while she isn't able to play, I'm glad we managed to give her a moment like that where she can enjoy it with everyone. Yeah, definitely, Joe. That's, you know, you know, been a main part of your, your size over the years. And yeah, it's been been a shame not having EK in the squad. But um, yeah, your sort of final words on the win against Lewis. You know, we've got Charlton Athletic in the next round at home which is going to be um, a big tie. They're doing really well at the moment. Of course, uh, a former player will be playing to get up against us when we play them, of course, Frag Godfrey. But uh, yeah, final thoughts on the win, my friend? Yeah, no, a win that you know gives us a lot of confidence. I think that, that we're, we're doing the right things. Um, you know, we said previously that you know this league's difficult. We, we seem to bring out the best in everybody we play against. And Bill Ricky showed that you know by getting a point off of us. Yeah, get got a bit of a thumping at Oxford when they conceded eight. So, you know, the, the, the same Billericay team that played against us didn't, didn't turn up at Oxford. Um, and, and we will face, I'm sure, a better Oxford that, that got knocked out of the FA Cup by Plymouth. Um, and that'll be the same for Portsmouth as well. You know, we, we, we seem to just face the best versions of everybody. Um, and I think it was nice that we're able to go into a game um, against Lewis, where we were sort of the underdogs on paper, um, and you know it was it was it had a different feel to it than than what league games provide. So um, and it just showed you, like I said, that you know we, we're doing the right things, and um, you know on our day we, we can be a match for teams in that division, um, and, and we have to try and draw from those experiences and, and put them into our league performances to give ourselves every opportunity of, of playing against those sorts of teams every week. Yeah, and um, we're back in action this Sunday uh, after the winter break and we're at home to Oxford United at the AJ Arena. Obviously, we got beaten by them in October. Uh, Zoe Barrett, the ghost of Ipswich Town. That's, that's, that's not stupid, that was. But, you know, Baza scoring the late goal, obviously. Um, but, K-Dog, how are you feeling for this one? You know, back home, we've got a few home games in January, which is good. Um, yeah. We love the, we love playing at AJ Arena, obviously, for, for the fans aspect and stuff. But, um, yeah, tough game. Oxford, they're always a tough team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, three out of four at home um, in the opening month. Only one league game at home, but two really interesting cup ties against Charlton and, and Portsmouth as well, because a league cup quarter final later this month. Um, but yeah, that, that Oxford game is, is always going to be tough. You know, they're a well-coached side. They're very well-organised. They know what they're doing. Um, I think the frustration for us back in October is we should never have lost that game. Um, whilst I think I remember speaking to Joe at the time and after the game, Whilst we probably didn't do enough to win the game, I think that game had 1-1 written all over it. 
and for it to to go against us late on with the former players felt like a a big kick in the teeth. I think if we'd have come away from that with, with a point, having not performed at our best, I think we probably would have t- happily taken that. Um, but yeah, it was um, a real disappointing day because yeah, they scored from what thirty yards, and then obviously a late goal. This felt like a bit of a sucker punch, but um, there we, we know that Oxford are extremely good at home. I don't know what it is about Court Place Farm that makes them so formidable because there's not like a overly raucous atmosphere or anything there. Like I just. They just seem to find an energy to play well at home. But we're also extremely good at home, as the, the stats show from last year. We're currently on a, on a really good run at home. We score a lot of goals at home. So on our surface, in front of our fantastic crowd that have been so good for so long, I cannot say anything other than I back us this weekend. I think, you know, this this is our chance to, to get one back on them for, for earlier in the season and start the year in a really positive manner and take some confidence into a, a big test against Charlton. Yeah, Joe, final thoughts. Um, how are you feeling for this one? We are back from the winter break. How was that that period with, with the players? Obviously, um, you know, back in training now. Um, always a nice little break, you know, for, for everyone. Um, but yeah, looking forward to getting back in action. Yeah, we're in, we're in good spirits. We, you know, we're looking forward to the game. It's... It's a game which you know is going to be really competitive, I'm sure. Um, and yeah, I think I think the important part is that we, like I said, we draw from the experiences from Lewis. Um, you know, we we prepare certainly psychologically for the game, um, and, and yeah, give give it our give it our best version. Um, and I think if we can we can apply ourselves as as we all know we can and and you know, execute things that are going to be important um, to, to help swing momentum in our favour and, and capitalise on that, then, then yeah, we, we put ourselves in a really good position to um, to come away with three points. But, yeah, Oxford are a team that, you know, can, can most definitely compete at the top end of this division. Um, and, yeah, disappointing defeat at Oxford last year. Um, so we'll, we'll try and put that record straight and, and kickstart our 2024 with a, a really positive performance. Yeah, 2 p.m. kickoff at the OGR Arena. Get yourself down there and back the team. And a lot of home games, Kieran, in January. Can you name check a few just to to let them know, let the listeners know if they can't go to the Oxford game, but there's plenty to go to. Yeah, of course. Obviously, we had a, a quite a long run of away games at the end of, of 2023, so the, there's still quite a lot of games to be played at home. So obviously, starting with Oxford this weekend in the league, we then got Charlton in the FA Cup the following weekend at home. Um, Sunday the 28th of January, we have uh, Portsmouth in the League Cup quarterfinal at home. We then play Portsmouth again the following week in the league at home, the AGL. And then we have a midweek game in February at, ha- at home to hashtag as well. So you're looking at like six home games in the space of six weeks, which is which is pretty good. Um, MK Dom's in there as well. Um, so, yeah, um, if, you, if you're thinking about coming down to, to watch us for the first time or if you repeat this or whoever... You know, now is a great time because we have got a big run of home games coming up. So you're going to get some great value for money and and hopefully we can um, put some, well, continue even, um, our really good home form and and get some points on the board and progress in those cup competitions. And um, yeah, everyone can go away very happy with what they've seen. Yeah, get yourself down there and go in the sweet shop. You know, get a pick a mix and all that, and have the burger because a nice day. Do a nice little burger down there, don't they? Just, okay, just a tip though: don't go in there with with Ross because he's a nightmare. Yeah, like, yeah. deciding what he wants. It's like, yeah, yeah. 
But that does mean you guys go first. Yeah. I normally, I'm not normally last. I'm still trying to pick. Um, Joe, have you raided the sweet shop? Once or twice. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not a regular in there, um, unfortunately. But I'm not, I'm not a massive sweet fan, so I'm not, not too disappointed by that. I guess at some point, though, Joe, when you, when your daughter gets a bit older and she starts to recognise what a sweet shop is, then that might put a bit of pressure on you going forward, having to go in I'm there. I'm sure she would have been spoiled and filled her boots prior to the game finishing. Um, <laughs> if she does become a sweet lover, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not overly fussed on sweets, but I know they have a, a fantastic selection. Um, yeah, I've, I've visited once or twice, but yeah, as I say, not 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 too much of a regular. Yeah, big shout out to the sweet shop. They always sort us out, don't they, Kado? They always sort us out with a good pick on They do indeed. They do indeed. Oh, well, boys, have you, um, I've given you time to have a little think. Have you thought of your word to, to subscribe 2023 for Ishwich Town Women? Joe, Kieran, whoever wants to go first, take it away. I think it's really difficult. We've obviously had lots of positive emotional feelings that, um, that will live with us, but we've obviously had some some disappointing lows as well. But I think step, stepping away from that, I think probably just progressive. I think we've we've been really progressive um, throughout the year, both on the pitch, off the pitch, um, and, and we will just look to continue to be that. I think I think if we can continue to be consistent with our work um, each year, keep adding little bits. Um, no doubt that this this group will go a long way. This football club will go a long way, and I think we will naturally find our our resting spot, if you if you like, um, in the divisions above. Um, and whenever that time comes, will be great. But um, yeah, the important part is we'll just keep being progressive. I think. Yeah, and K Dog, you know, we've been part of this journey for a very long time. We've seen a lot of change at this club for the good, obviously for the good. Um, what's your words? See, I was going to steal Boz's word that she said the other day, which was bittersweet, but I'm not sure I'm going to go along that. Um, I might just go with, like, consistent, because whilst we, you know, we're unfortunate to, to miss out on the final day, if you look at our record on the pitch over the last 12 months, it's pretty, pretty good. You know, there's a lot of wins in there. There's a lot of goals in there with a lot of success in the cup competitions. Um yeah, we've just been consistent across the board. Um, whether that's consistent enough, uh, and you know, that's that's for Joe to decide. Um, but I certainly think if you look at our overall record and what we've achieved on the pitch uh, and off the pitch in the last twelve months, consistently improving, consistently getting results, consistently entertaining the supporters. So I'm just going to go with consistent. Good word, good word. Um, well, boys, I don't want to take any more of your time up because it is getting late as we record this. But any other business, Joe? Any other business? Any shout outs uh, for, for anybody? Anything else you want to mention? Um, no, not really. Just you know, we we hugely appreciate the support that we get. Um, the numbers at Felix are being fantastic. Um, the noise, I think, is is. It's been so evident in our last few games, and it, it's that's probably been a massive change from last season. I think that the, the little army of supporters that congregate opposite the dugout, um, I think, have been absolutely brilliant, and it, it makes such a huge difference. And hopefully, that will continue, and people will join that that area and 
keep encouraging and keep driving us on because yeah don't know ever underestimate how important that is to us and our performance and and equally the impact it has on our opposition who probably find that quite difficult to play against or certainly quite unusual from, from normal games at our level so yeah now the support is going to be really important to us um you know we want to like i said earlier we want to be progressive and, and hopefully our supporters can also increase um, and more people can come and watch us and, and be part of what we're trying to do because um, it's it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, and the drumming is improving. So well done to, to the drummers and all that. And um, yeah, once again, Kieran, it was great to see. I've said this many times on the pod, but, you know, you know, people of all ages, you know, boys and girls wanting signatures and selfies from the players. We see that now every game at home. It's just the players going to have to have to be there for a while. 100%. Yeah, it's fantastic. We're also seeing more shirts turn up as well at the games you know people wearing their, their favorite players name in the back and i think one thing that stuck out to me actually at the last game against lewis was i saw a a little lad who must have been about eight or nine wearing the new third kit and he turned around and had pesket 17 on the back you know that could easily have been chaplain 10 but he decided he wanted pesket instead i think that's i think that's really important that we're now Yes, we're inspiring young girls. But we need to inspire the boys as well, you know, because we want to be inclusive as, as a game and as a club. So, um, yeah, that was that was really great for me. Um, you mentioned the support. Our average attendance just got it up this season, 549. That's a massive increase again on last season. Numbers are continually rising. We've had three games in a row this season, over 500. Um, you know, I'd imagine these games this month with Oxford, Charlton and Portsmouth on the horizon, they're going to see some big numbers for them as well. Um, we're making a huge difference with the support. Teams are hating coming to Felixstowe, which is great. Um, we're even forcing some teams to ban drums from away fixtures because um, because of the way the support travels, which is, which is great. They know that Ipswich Town have a fantastic support and they don't want to give us an, an advantage, which is... If they feel like they resort to, to things like that, then you know that's just reality of the game. Um, so the support has been absolutely magnificent. I'm sure that will continue to grow. Um, so yeah, just thank you for me as well um, to the supporters club, to all the fans really for, for all of what they've done over the last year, um, continuing to grow this fantastic fan base and give the the players a, a 12th player to, to get you know get behind them and and drag them over the line in some games and, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, thank you. And uh, just one last thing to mention: there's still time to vote for your player of the month. Um, so if you want to vote for the player of the month, the poll finishes at two o'clock on Friday, and of course there'll be a presentation uh, coming up. Uh, we think on Sunday at the Oxford game for the winner as well. Um, so if anyone hasn't voted for the player of the month yet, head over to our club channel at ITFC Women on X. As I'm still so weird calling it X, um, and cast your vote on there. Nice one. I think that's the perfect way to end it then, boys. Oh, Joe, what, one more for you. Just fixing your glasses. Just adjusting, yeah. It's adjusting. Like it, like it. Well, boys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The first pod of 2024 and bring it on. Uh, hopefully, another successful year for the Track the Girls. Um, as always, big shout out to our sponsors at John Fowler Solicitors for their continued support. And uh, yeah, it's it's still very weird without having blue. Um, still very much up in the air about my co-host. So uh, stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we'll find out very shortly, hopefully, who that will be. And we'll bring you a future podcast very soon. And uh, bring on the Oxford game at the AJ Arena at Felixo this Sunday, 2pm. Get yourself down there and up the town. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.